and welcome back to the Politics Unbox podcast. Um, today, we're going to be looking at the 2020 election, specifically the um, the major parties, their, their various chances, and I'll just be giving some overview comments about each of the main uh, candidates and the main um, races before really the, the race starts to heat up, because now we know who is facing off against whom in the... Um, well, in the presidential election, obviously Joe Biden for the Democrats and uh, Donald Trump for the Republicans. Um, we will have a quick look and see how, what the current state of play is in terms of the presidential election. And then we'll probably have a look a bit down the ticket to the House and the Senate. Right then, um, Let's start with the news that has been, um, well, on most news networks. Uh, everyone in America has been talking about it. This is the story, of course, of the former vice president, Joseph Biden, um, and his categorical denial of the sexual assault claims against staff assistant Tara Reid. Um, that claim of sexual assault from Ms. Reid dating back to 30 years ago. Um, he said in an interview on Friday that it never, never happened. Um, he asked for a search of the Senate records for a complaint of Miss Reed's that was allegedly filed at the time. Um, that was actually rebutted by the, the head of um, one of the Senate archiving, uh, I can't remember if it's a committee or uh, an organisation, that uh, they said that, that as it was um, an allegation, would probably not be in their records Anyway, um, what we do know is that Miss Reed made a criminal complaint to the police last month saying that she was a victim of sexual assault um, and that it was filed for safety reasons only as the statute of limitations for her claim had expired. Um, the allegations and accusations are pretty graphic. Um, if you want to find out more about them, there are some articles that go into into detail. But um, essentially, we've got the uh, the Democratic nominee being accused of some pretty nasty stuff. We've got groping, um, some unpleasant activity uh, involving his finger, and uh, forcing her against the wall in the halls of Congress. Um, this is... Uh, these allegations are are not nice to read, and I won't uh, read them out here. If you want to find out about them, um, the details of them, uh, you can you can go and read them for your yourselves. Um, and these, in potentially more normal times, would have killed off the Biden campaign. Absolutely killed off. Um, but I guess something's keeping his campaign going. Maybe it's because the, the Democrats need him or perceive to need him. Maybe it's because he is up against um, a president who hasn't exactly got a wonderful record of um, his actions and conduct around women himself. Uh, the president, I believe, has somewhere around 25 um, allegations and accusations of sexual misconduct from women. Um and of course, we all heard the uh, well, the the Access Hollywood tape, which cost Billy Bush his um, his career basically, but did not sink the Trump 
campaign in 2016. Uh, there are other women who are accusing um, Joe Biden. Um, I believe Lucy Flores is also accusing Biden of inappropriate behaviour. Um, this is going to be a sticky issue for Joe Biden. It is going to be very hard for successive Democrats to come out and say, we abhor the conduct of the president. Uh, we don't believe in his actions against women uh, and other uh, actions of the president they don't believe in. Um, if the first question is going to be, whenever that statement is made, um, you say you don't tolerate any of this action against women, what about your candidate? Um, now, I know that this act of, of whataboutism, this act of always seeking to defend someone by saying, yeah, look at them, they're worse, does not excuse the original act, and of course it doesn't. Um, but in the the media circus, in the American elections circus and cycle, it works. Um, it worked for Trump and the Republicans in the 2016 election. A lot of pointing fingers. Um, yeah, we're bad, but what about this? What about that? Um, is this the open goal that Donald Trump needs for the 2020 election? Um, something he can just point back and go, what about when Joe Biden said this? What about when Joe Biden was accused of that? Um, and Joe Biden isn't just a liability because of these allegations. Um, he is also prone to, um, how do we put this, um, cognitive distractions. Let's be kind to the former vice president. He does not have the best record of being able to put the right words in his mouth. In, in recent times, he has been struggling um, on radio, TV, podcasts, interviews, you name it. Um, he's misspoken on a number of occasions. Um, and it is something that Republicans can paint him as doddery for. It is something that Republicans can um, attack him for. And it is um, not a particularly good place to attack people from when you can't um, finish a sentence. Joe Biden is a consummate politician. He has a distinguished record in the Senate of serving his country and his party. Uh, he has a distinguished record in the White House as well. Um, but when you're up against the disruptor-in-chief in Donald Trump, who really blew an incredibly um, consummate and really... Uh, well, someone with a long and distinguished career of political service out of the water in 2016 with Hillary Clinton, obviously having been um, the Secretary of State, uh, the First Lady, a Senator, all of that. Um, is that enough? Uh, especially if Republicans can just turn around and cite hypocrisy. Um, now, something they are going to scream hypocrisy about is uh, the allegations that were made against Brett Kavanaugh. Um, sort of looking at similar... Um, uh, I'm not going to say similar similar provenance, but um, the the vague storyline is the same. Someone looking for um, a promotion, essentially. Brett Kavanaugh obviously wanted to go onto the Supreme Court. Joe Biden wanted to become president. Um, where allegations resurface from a while ago, uh, which in the case of Brett Kavanaugh, obviously um, we have, well a hearing that has to happen because of the confirmation hearings in the, the Senate, and which was turned into 
uh, essentially a, a trial of uh, the allegations of Christine Blasey Ford, who was accusing Brett Kavanaugh. Um, and now we have this, where the Democrats are standing by Joe Biden in the face of allegations. And yes, you can scream double standard, and uh, people will scream double standard. The, the circumstances around the people are slightly different, obviously because Kavanaugh had to have that hearing. Um, Biden um, Biden will not get a, a hearing for the presidency. He will get tried in the court of public opinion. Um, so whether or not that will be more damaging or less damaging, we'll have to wait and see. Uh, some people are trying to push for a Kavanaugh-style hearing around the allegations of Ms. Reid. Uh, I do not know if that will actually happen. Um, let's turn our attention to the president because he is in a strong position. The incumbents tend to win re-election. Um, if you look at the, the studies by um, sophologists across the uh, across the, uh, the United States, people who study the elections, um, we can see that the vast majority of incumbent presidents who are seeking re-election uh, win their, their uh, re-election bids. Uh, in fact, there have only been a handful in the last few years who have failed to win uh, re-election. Herbert Hoover in the 1930s, though he didn't even want to run. Um, William Howard Taft in the 1912 presidential election. He was up against a very split Republican Party. In fact, he was part of a very split Republican Party against his predecessor. Uh, and then you have George H.W. Bush, again, split party. Um, but on the whole, presidents seeking re-election win. Oh, and of course... Jimmy Carter, but he was in the face of one of the um, one of the least fortunate sets of economic circumstances for a president in history. So he was very hard done by, but um, he was not successful in his re-election bids. Um, Larry Sabato has done some very interesting studies on these, and Donald Trump is in a strong position. Uh, let's face it, there are also two main factors that indicate whether or not a president is going to get re-elected or whether or not governments get re-elected, and they tend to be economic competence and economic confidence. Now, we use the economy because that is the basic means by way uh, by way of which people tend to assess the situation. Um, even if they don't know what the GDP number is, they will be able to tell you how they feel about it by the amount of wages they get home, by the, the clothes they can buy, whatever, by if their road's been fixed. Um, and economic confidence and competence are two big issues. If you feel like they can handle the economy, um, then they are economically competent and they tend to get re-elected. Um, but equally as important, would you actually like them to run the economy? Do you think they they would be good at it? Um, so if they're good at it, they're competent. And if you have faith in them, then they've got your economic confidence. And big shocks like, for example, oil going negative. Uh, big shocks like a stock market crash, uh, big shocks that come as a result of the coronavirus pandemic may well impact on people's economic competence and confidence. And a large plank of Donald Trump's election campaign has been and will be the economy. Um, he has seen his poll numbers slip slightly recently. He even threatened to sue his campaign manager because of his poll numbers slipping. But... Um, they will be hit hard if the economy does not recover after the coronavirus. Because, again, make America great again, bring the jobs back. All of that, if they go now, just before election day, people are going to bleed off the Republican ticket and go elsewhere. 
Might go libertarian, might go Democrat, might go green, might go anywhere. Uh, let's face it, they're probably going to go Democrat. Um, but what could save Trump is an economic recovery post-COVID. Uh, we know from his rhetoric that he thinks he's built a strong economy, and if it's as strong as he thinks it is, it should bounce back after the coronavirus. And his economy, the, the American economy, was in a position of strong growth. Now, whether or not that was because of Trump's actions or because of long-term actions by previous presidents, up for debate. Um, and a lot of people citing that a lot of the, the growth is off a, a post-Obama recovery wave. Um, there are many different ways you can measure uh, whose actions have different effects, and it's very hard to measure that. So we'll leave that argument out of it for now. But um, America did have a strong economy. It was growing consistently. Um, and now we could see rapid growth to reach the levels it was at before the coronavirus. Again, if it's still got the foundational strength that it did have before the uh, the lockdown. Um, the presidential election is at the moment, if I had to predict it, looking like a win for Donald Trump to make him um, the oldest president. If he sees out his full term, he would end up being older than Ronald Reagan. Uh, when he left office after an eight-year term, he had previously been the oldest inaugurated president and the oldest uh, leaving office president. Um, however, if, if Joe Biden wins, he would also become uh, the oldest president. Um, it's a battle of old white men for the future of America. Um, that is where we're at. It's the way things may well still be for a while. Um, but what I will say is I think in the moment, as I just said then, that Donald Trump is probably, probably going to win this election right now. Um, he has an energized base. He has the ability to manipulate the media landscape effectively and to suit his own ends. Uh, it basically does not matter what CNN say. Um, anymore. Uh, he has so discredited some sources of the media. Um, this election is going to be brutal. And the Democrats see this as their chance to take down Trump and all that he stands for because they fundamentally dislike um, the direction in which he's taking America. Um, the people who support Trump uh, see this as the chance to further their message, to keep America being made great, to continue to um, enact whichever part of the agenda they found um, a connection with in the original election of 2016. Um, it's going to be interesting to watch. I don't know if it'll be interesting to live through, but it'll be interesting to watch from afar when we've all realised how it settles down and how it all plays out. Um, but the world is not going to end because of the election whichever way it goes um, it didn't in 2016 the world carries on it's a different world the world will change but it will not end um, this election there is a lot riding on it for both sides um, interestingly the republicans probably have the most to lose uh, i think that if politics returns to normal but again what is what is normal actually if politics returns to where it was before trump after Trump is out of office, um, we could see the Republicans destroyed for supporting him. We don't know. We just we can't really predict. These are all speculative um, efforts here. Uh, we could also see the Republicans turn into the party of Trump, just a, a Trumpian party, leaving the Democrats open to just sweep the, the center ground. We really don't know how this is going to play out. Um, again, instincts leaning Trump, I just don't know. There are also House and Senate elections. I've done a little... Uh, episode on them already 
At the moment, I'd say the Democrats looking fairly likely to keep the House, keep control of the House. The Republicans, I'm less confident about them keeping the Senate than I am about the Democrats keeping the House, but I still think they will keep the Senate. What I do promise, though, guys, is I will put out some new episodes on the candidates individually as profiles when they pick their vice presidents. Obviously, uh, Donald Trump's already chosen his vice president, although a little bit of rumour about him potentially ditching Pence and picking a woman if Biden... Um, if Biden has a strong female candidate, um, not sure. We'll have to wait and see on that one. Um, but what I will do is I'll give you profiles on each of the candidates in detail. Um, and there will be updates all the way through this election cycle. Right. That is all the time we have today on the Politics Unboxed podcast. I want to thank you very much for listening. I hope to see you all around again soon for the next one. And goodbye. (laughs) 